Welcome to another episode of the Thirsty Mom Podcast, powered by Thirst. My name is Lori Thompson, and today I have Mary. Mary, welcome. Hi, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been chatting way before this interview has even started, and so we're kind of giggly and laughing already, right? <laughs> I know. Okay, Mary, we have known each other, I think, probably as long as I've lived here, because we were in the same neighborhood, same elementary school with our kids. Yeah. So, 11 years. Yeah, for sure. If not, let's see, 2009. Is that 11? Someone do the math. Yes, that's 11. 11. Good job. Yes. So tell me about your kids' ages and names and your husband a little bit. Okay. So I have four kids and I, my oldest is 16. No, she's not. She's 15. Sorry. Tilly. <laughs> When's Tilly's birthday? Tilly. She's February 13th. She's that's right. Because Gavin. Gavin. Okay. That's, I think, I mean, I'm sure we would have known each yes. other regardless of Tilly and Gavin. So yes. our kids went to preschool, church, I mean, everything, da, 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 da. Yeah. They were baptized on the same day, like yes. everything. So I don't know if you know this story. <laughs> <laughs> I got a call. I can't remember if Gavin was in kindergarten or preschool. We get a call from the principal. Uh-huh. Uh, we have your son in here. Now, by then we have like four or five kids going to that school. <laughs> so we're thinking it's an older kid. Uh, no, we have Gavin. What? Gavin? Like, I think it was preschool. So I'm like, why would a preschool kid be in the principal's office? <laughs> so we go in and we're like, she's trying to explain to us. Cause so Gavin has two girls fighting over him and oh. he like got mad at both of them. And we were like, what? One of them was Tilly. She's <laughs> such a troublemaker. And oh. then, and then, I, um, I can't even remember the other one. Um, Nicole. It was Nicole. Oh yeah. Which, and then they've, they're they've still best friends, friends yes. but how funny. So they've known each other for so long and I love that. Yeah. I they're really that. fun. And then I have Finch and he is 12 and he was good friends with Brigham. Yep. They were I'm like in, Brigham's age. Yep. yep. And I feel like we have a lot of kids the same. Yeah. yeah. And then Leo, he is nine. And then we had a little caboose baby, Charlie. And he's two. Oh my gosh. Charlie is the cutest. He is the cutest. I can't get over how cute he is. <laughs> <laughs> and having a caboose baby is like such a dream because, well, it is hard because you kind of think that you've been able to move on with your life, right? Like kids are in school full time and you can kind of get back to things that you were normally doing if it was work or hobbies or things like that. But it is like starting over with kids, but having all of the perspective of already been a mom. And then you have all these built in helpers, yes. like babysitter ages. Yes. So as soon as you have this newborn, you know, like I could go take a nap or I could have someone feed or change the baby, like in my home. Yes. And, and they, the kids just love him. I remember, um, he was born five weeks early. And so he had to stay in the NICU for a little while. And I remember Tilly coming in and just holding him oh. and loving him and just saying, I feel like he came for me. You know, oh. she was going through a really hard time and just having this really special bond. When, and yes, bond. Yeah. Yes. You know, she's 13 years older than he is. And anyway, it was really amazing. He's just the happiest, best baby ever. That is such, yeah, such a blessing. Just yesterday, my friend who has three kids, um, her youngest is in kindergarten. So she's like next year, 
She's like, but we're thinking maybe we want another baby. Yeah. But I, but is that crazy? And I'm like, that is freaking crazy. <laughs> but what I said was exactly what you said, Mary. I'm like, now you got a house full of babysitters. Yeah. They're the ones that can change the diaper. They're the ones that can watch. I'm like, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but kind of rad all at the same time. I feel like, too, there were a lot of moms that were like, I felt like I was so like the kind of this anomaly, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe seven years later I'm having a baby. And then I was like, wait. I, all these moms, like all these other people and are doing it too. And all these moms were like, we don't really know how that happened. <laughs> all this, we, I think it's Utah. Uh, it's it a must, lot of weird stuff going on it here. Must be. It was right when thirst opened, so it could be. I, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan's putting some chemicals in yeah. these drinks. It's these fertile, flavor. fertile. <laughs> the population has exploded. <laughs> Oh, that's too much. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you used to live here in Mill Creek area yes. and actually, no, that's yeah. straight right over, right around the corner from thirst, which is amazing. Yeah. And then you guys moved where and when we moved to Linden, um, the very end, like two days left of 2017. So it was really bizarre. We actually didn't think about moving. Like we weren't really looking to move, but my parents were, my parents were living over in Cottonwood Heights and they were, they were looking for a place that um, just had a better layout. We're from a, a really big family, the eight kids in our family. Everyone's married. Everyone has kids. And it just felt like their house couldn't really accommodate all of us. So anyway, my dad was coming home every day with pamphlets and real estate flyers and things like that. So I just started, you know, looking up things for him. And I, I saw this house in Linden and I was like, this might, this might be good. I don't know. And so I took my dad to go see it, and he was like, no, this doesn't work for me. And then I was like, well. It works it for works me. For me. <laughs> I love it. And then it was just like, as soon as I had gotten that idea in my head, you. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop it. And we were really, like, you know, these houses here are really small in that neighborhood. Yeah. And we were, it was like 2,000 square feet. We had friends who were renting our basement. So all four of us were upstairs in two bedrooms. Like, Tilly was on a triple bunk with her brothers. Oh, my gosh. We were in this really small room. I just felt like, I don't know. I think we, it was just probably time and... Anyway, well, and I've been, been to your really house amazing. in Linden, and it's yeah. beautiful. Like, it, it has is, a nice really... yard. Like, the community is awesome, and you're right by the school. Yeah. Like, it is a great... It is totally different. I mean, I ca I grew up in Salt Lake. I grew up in this neighborhood. I oh mean, my gosh. I was, uh, the house I grew up in was just around the corner um, from Tanner Park, and so... It was really hard. I was like, I will never be a Utah County girl. <laughs> and then I moved to Utah County and I was like, I really love this place. <laughs> it's really awesome. Oh. But I mean, we miss it. We don't miss the size of our house, but we miss our neighborhood. Yes. We miss our schools. There is not a better school than Rosecrest Elementary. I haven't found a better I, school. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> we and love we, it. I know. I love that you have found a great house and a great yes. everything, but we miss you but I love that you come and visit often we do like you come and visit I and I took you I brought you here for the first time <laughs> you did, I and that it. was a while ago and then Anya's the soul yes. the solstice studios well, right like because you know everybody and I love I love that you come and totally visit we totally do and like we still go on like trips with friends here and get together often like I'm still parts of book clubs and we'll come see plays and stuff. I mean, yes. we, we really love it over yes. here. Yeah. But Chili comes to visit yes, Gavin all the time. I, I love know. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been really good. And we, I think the other thing that has been so different is that where we live now, we're kind of like 
a cul-de-sac on a cul-de-sac. So there's an upper cul-de-sac, a lower cul-de-sac, and none of the homes have fences. And so kids, I mean, there are probably 30 kids. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. 30 kids that just, they're outside all night long playing night games. Wow. I mean, you kind of live in a little protected yeah. street too, yeah. so you get that. But when we're, where it's we were so living... Fun. Yeah, that you were on a very busy street. We were on a busy street. There were a lot of people coming and going from the freeway and the park. And yeah. I just, I felt like I was brokering every play date for my kids they were younger too but it was just like yeah can you take the kids for this long and then I'll come pick them up and we can do this like I didn't feel like I could just send my kids out for the ages that they were and now I mean they can they play so much my gosh and that's like the childhood that I had and I feel really glad that they can have that and I think that makes a big difference the neighborhood yeah yeah and ours is like it's weird like J Street and there Mm -hmm. are I probably think yeah there's 25 30 kids and they all you just watch them they all go to different houses they come to mind to play whatever the tramp or get a sucker or whatever and they uh-huh. kind of go around and it's so great for these yeah. little kids to be outside playing yeah and yes love it so fun love it love it okay now so. tell me about your husband so well what do you want to know i could, I could talk about <laughs> that that might be a different been? podcast <laughs> <laughs> well this is the thirsty mom <laughs> podcast whoa to the last question i know and i'm like ethan do you know what that means anyways <laughs> so seth and you have been married for how long will be 17 years in november my gosh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, Congratulations. We're excited about that. I keep seeing people, though, that I went to school with, and they're like, 23 years? I was like, wait, where, oh, I where, that where was I? I know, <laughs> but 17 years, yeah. So how did you guys meet? We met at BYU, and um, it was my, I had just come home from my mission. Where did you serve? I served in the Rome, Italy mission. Oh, that was goodness. really awesome. I need to get back there and see that temple. Oh, it was. I've been there. I yeah. went there a few years ago. Oh my you gosh, did? it was amazing. Yes, it was a really. We nice. rented a car just so we could go to the Rome Temple. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. We um, the land that it was on was like where. Uh, okay, it was like where the assistant to the president lived. Like those missionaries there. So we would go visit it, and we saw. Oh, I remember. Gosh. So my mission president was Neil Pacini. And he is now the Rome Temple president. He and his wife are. Oh, my are. goodness. So he, I remember him saying, like, there will be a temple here. I remember writing that to my mom, like, there's going to be a temple here. Oh, and, my gosh. And then, of course, like, you think that that's going to happen in the 18 months that you're there. Yes. You're, like, hoping. <laughs> but I do remember when that temple was announced. And I, we were driving up to, like, it was conference weekend. And we were driving up to my brother-in-law's house. And he had also served his mission in Italy, not Rome, but... And President Monson was like, it's time to announce the new temples. And I was like, Rome, Italy. And then he said, Rome, Italy. Oh, and my. I, I, like, went crazy. We pulled into my brother's house. We hugged. Oh we were like, that gosh. was amazing. It's, it's always so, I mean, any temples anywhere is awesome. But when yeah. it's somewhere where you've served, like I was in Spokane, Washington. They broke ground while I was on my mission. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. And then I, <laughs> but it's cool to know yeah. places like that. That's awesome. It is really cool. And they're going to be building one like just two minutes away from us in Linden. I mean, yes. we are right by yeah. that. And we drove by that, I think... Well, like those fields that yeah. Gavin plays on for lacrosse, yeah. that is going to be the temple. Yeah. Like that's, that's going to be it's where crazy. that is. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. We drove by that. Yeah. Where we saw that. We're like, that's where it's so, it's so amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing. So Seth and I met after the mission. I came home and it's BYU. So they were like, first thing we're going to do, we're going to go play games like Red Rover and Tag <laughs> and Ultimate Frisbee. And I remember seeing him and thinking like, that kid is pretty cute. I think I, (laughs) I think I'd like to get to know him. And then 
we played Red Rover. Like I was in his group, and you know we we clasped <laughs> hands. It. And I was like, I honestly, it was like the movies. I was like, something really special is going to happen with this guy. Oh my gosh! And then he like didn't even know who I was for eight months. Was <laughs> you like, are ruining the ending to this movie, <laughs> Seth. <laughs> I was like, well, that's kind of mean. And my um, anyway, but we ended up. Well, Seth is such a cute cat. He's, he's got, like, the best, most charming smile. And he's so nice. I love, I love yeah. Seth. I love you guys. Like, your whole family is, is rock stars. So yeah. I think the last time I went to your house, I, you were pregnant with Charlie. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure if you had had him or not. And I know. We were, I think I was close. We were yeah. at lacrosse, and so we, we were chatting with each other. And then I remember... Yeah, you were sh- like, I want to come see your baby. And I'm like, You're like, here he is in my tummy. I'm like, oh my, I thought you had him. Anyway, I can't, I can't keep track of anyone, everyone else's pregnancies. Um, um, but I remember talking to you, and I've always thought you were beautiful. I have always thought you oh, were beautiful, so nice. naturally beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you and your husband, like, you have a perfect little family. And I don't mean to, like, pressure you by saying you are perfect little, but you always looked like a great, awesome family to me. So I know right after you had Charlie, you were struggling a little bit with your weight, mm-hmm. which, again, I always thought you guys looked amazing. So tell me a little bit about that. So one of my, I was struggling with my weight. I had gained a lot of weight with him, and I had also, like, I think I was just feeling tired and sort of out of sorts, not really sure. Like things were up in the air with Seth's work and we were also kind of new to this neighborhood. I just felt like, I don't know. I just like couldn't get back in my groove. We were also struggling a lot financially and um, cause Seth had left a job that he'd had, which had kind of made it so that we could, could move. And then he had quit his job kind of surreptitiously and we were like oh my gosh what are we even doing and then having a baby having NICU bills I just felt like the weight of the world was on us and I uh, one of my best friends from college she had started her own health journey and I was like really trying hard to avoid it because I just felt really skeptical of it and had always tried to do like had tried to be healthy but also knew that I wasn't like really doing things you know I'd kind of give things an effort and then quit because I felt overwhelmed or it just felt hard anyway I just remember like finally just being like whatever it is that I'm doing isn't working and not only was I seeing my friend doing so many things it's interesting knowing someone for so long kind of knowing who they were when you were young and carefree without responsibilities yeah and then seeing them return to that happy state, like she was trying all of these new things. And like, I just felt like, oh my gosh, this is the, this is the person that I knew when we were 18 years old and feeling kind of like really excited for her and happy for her. And then also seeing her do things like taking her family on vacations and doing fun things. And all of these were because she had decided to get healthier and had decided to help people get healthier too. Just anyway, so I, was like you're like tell me a little bit more about a little bit more about this and the program is just awesome it really focuses on creating healthy habits so of course there's nutrition with that but also like learning about your mindset your emotional response being reactive and that doesn't even have necessarily to do with your weight like I have found that really working on taking responsibility really being open and curious about what's going on in the world has like blown open my mind to how much it is that I actually can do. Yeah. And that's not just, I I think that that is where 
the real growth happens in your life is when you say like, I know that there are things that I might have, I don't know, quite know how to say this, but just like, you kind of feel victimized, right? By the world of everything that's been going on and you feel overwhelmed and like defeated because you think I don't have any power here when really there's so much that we can do. Right. And that was all happening. Um, I felt like so much has happened in the world since I started working on my health, you know, like things with COVID, Black Lives Matter, huge LGBTQ plus movement, everything like that. It's like, I feel like if I hadn't really been open to working on myself that I don't know how open I would be to working on all those, working other, on things. All those yeah. other things that I can say I may not know everything but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to ask myself hard questions I'm willing to put myself out there and say I know that I'm not perfect but I'm I want to try I want to know more I want to understand I want to love I want to I want to feel joy and happiness and I really have been grateful for that aspect because actually also it's really helped me with my kids too. Man, being a teenager, there's Holy no better time moly. to there's no better time to victimize yourself <laughs> when you're a 15 year old girl. <laughs> oh my gosh! And like I think that that's been something like I didn't ever learn that stuff. No, I had really well, great parents in a totally too. like cell phones alone. I'm like, yeah. I am so thankful there was no cell phones oh when gosh. I was a teenager. No social media and and duck lip selfies. Like know. you know, I'm like, ay, ay, ay. I know. And so that's actually been really helpful to take what I've been learning for myself and just help. I know that most of it is not totally absorbed, but it's been amazing. It actually, it's been super. Well, and I love that you felt unhealthy, but it wasn't like I am heavy. I need to lose this amount of weight and then my life is going to be perfect. I love how it's so much bigger than that. Like, yes, I am a little heavy and I need to do that, but I need to do this, 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 this. And then it's opened up your eyes to so many other worlds and community and life things that matter. Like that it's, that's pretty amazing. Cause usually when you're working on like, I'm not happy or I'm not healthy. It's like, I need to be, I need to lose 20 pounds and then my life is going to be magical. No, it's not like that at all. Well, and I mean, anything that you do to lose weight, I guess, is just like a diet, right? Right, right. I mean, it's just the the science of it. But if you really want to be healthy, it's like you have to address whole health. And I think there's also this misconception for people that are like wanting to get healthy. It's because they've been unhappy and suddenly I'm happy now, but... I mean, in some cases, that is true because I can do so much more. I can physically do so much more because I have more energy and I'm not carrying around 50 pounds anymore, you know, and I can enjoy new hobbies like going running with my husband or like we love hiking and I don't know, just being with my kids and not getting tired. So there is that. But I think that the part that has been the best for me is just kind of that mind shift of how what what health really is for yeah. for me and how I can offer that to other people. That's so that's so really, great. that's that's the most exciting part of my job. People will be like, I've lost 10 pounds. I'm like, that's amazing. And they're like, and also I was able to like take a beat when someone said something that could be totally offensive to me. And I just took a second and said, 
how could you know like could I be misunderstanding this and then not, that's when I'm like oh my gosh now like, you're getting you, it yeah I love yeah, it like, okay so you started this program just you or Seth as well just me so okay. I started it they had a program I was like I would never be able to do this like I'm nursing a baby and my friend was like no we there's totally something that you can do so I started doing that and just immediately was seeing the benefits and I was like this is crazy oh my gosh <laughs> what is this voodoo science <laughs> but which anyway. is extra hard right after you have a baby yeah to even try to be healthier because you got this little baby that's pretty much stuck to your side <laughs> yeah well the thing that is is it's like especially for me like nursing a baby is a full-time job oh, for sure. I mean it really is probably eight to ten hours a day you're nursing a baby and so you're not like fixing yourself a good healthy meal yeah. you know you're not like Going up. on a 10 mile hike. Yeah, and you're not <laughs> cooking batches of chicken so you can put 10 boxes in a fridge to meal plan. I mean, you are at the mercy of people bringing you meals. You're at the mercy of what your kids will eat and like what you actually have time to make. And so this really provided a lot of convenience. I knew I was getting really good nutrition um, with that portion of this program. And then it was really easy for me to focus on cooking one meal a day because I do really like to cook and it wasn't overwhelming. And it was just... It was so, so easy. It was really easy for me to like integrate that into my life. Which is amazing. Yeah. And I think that's why you had such great results is because it was easy yeah. for you too. So when did Seth come on board? So Seth What's came on like? board. Wow, babe. Yeah. I want, I want a piece of that. Or were you like, honey, I'll, you need to do this. <laughs> I'll tell you, like, it was really amazing because you know when you ever do something with your husband and you're like, I lost three pounds. And your husband's like... That's amazing. I stopped drinking soda and I'm 10 pounds oh, I, down. I was just about to say, <laughs> Scott, just the other day was like, I think I'm going to stop, whatever, drinking soda. And then like, it's like, I'm down 10 pounds. And I'm like, from yes, from two days ago. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, Husbands. I was, I was feeling really good. I was like, just so you know, I'm 30 pounds down. He had started in uh, January. His best friend had said, Seth, we should do a half marathon together. It's in... I think it was like in May or something. And so he was like, I'm going to start training for this half marathon. So he, he started training. I was already um, making a lot more healthy choices with our food. And so he just adopted that. Like he was eating nice. totally lean and green. And then he was at work. And so they had a lot of um, snacks and stuff there. But he was like, I'm just not eating that. I'll just take the snacks that I feel like are good choices. And he just started losing weight. And then plus he was running every day training for this half marathon. But then COVID came in March and he got sent home from work and uh, to work from home and I was really trying to like grow my business and I was like what would you, what do you think of just like doing this with me for a month you know or just like trying it out so he did and then he was able to like totally propel his his um progress too so yes. it was amazing so he had lost maybe like 30 or 40 pounds just just by eating healthy like and by and by exercising more and then by t like dialing in the nutrition that I was helping him with, he lost like another 20 pounds. Oh my gosh. And he was, I was like, oh my okay, gosh. Okay, so not only were you doing the program, how mm -hmm. long were you doing the program and then decided I want to be like a mentor? At the same day that I signed up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you knew that you were I like, knew. I can help Because people. I wanted that freedom. So before I was doing that, I was an ESL teacher and that's like the best job. I really loved that job. But when we moved to Linden, I just couldn't commute. And um, where Leo was in school, it's like he was in school for half day. It was just too hard. And so I just took a break. And then as soon as Leo was going to be in first grade, I was like, I'll just go back to school. But then I ended up getting pregnant and having the baby like right as school was starting. So I was like, there's no way that I can teach. And so that was another factor in me yeah. being like, how we needed income. How can I do this? And okay. I thought I can, 
I can be successful. I love being social. I love sharing things with people. I love teaching. So I felt like being a health coach was just a natural step for me. Nice. And I really enjoyed it. Nice. Was, would you think Seth would have been as successful if you hadn't even started this program and you were doing whatever you were doing and he still had that goal to run the marathon? Do you think he would have been as successful? I don't think he would have been as successful. I mean, I think he still would have lost the weight. But anybody, I mean, I don't want to speak for everybody, but you know when you have a really big goal and you feel really excited and super motivated to work towards it? And I mean, I did that lots of times. Like, I've run a half marathon. I've done several triathlons. I've done little races. And you feel, you're like... I am doing this, like bike races, and then you're done. And if you haven't signed up for something else, or if you don't have your eye like on the next thing, you're just like, well, it's time to rip, like whip out the Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah, and like take a break. And you, and you just like let all these old habits return. And so doing the program and him doing it with me, I mean, it's just that like next level accountability that I don't want to just like be this person that's like, oh, I've reached my weight. Now I don't have to like, you know, I've reached this really healthy way. I just can do whatever I want. Like, I'm on to the next step. Like, what can I do that's next? And Seth has been the best example. I mean, he just finished a Spartan race. Oh it rocked his world. <laughs> he's like, you know, before he even went, he was so nervous. He's like, I don't think I can do that again. And then afterwards, he's like, well, my friends want me to sign up for another one. So maybe I'll do it. You know, it's just oh kind of exciting gosh. and saying, like, I guess the biggest question is, like, what could happen? Like, yeah. you know, that's the whole point of being open. Like, what could I do next? Right, if I were right. to try, if I were to really do it, instead of just being like, that's done, I don't have to try anymore, what is the next step for me and my health? And that is, like, a really amazing question that we can be asking ourselves no matter what it is that we want to improve. Like, you've, you want to increase your your health like what's the next level of health that you're trying to reach you want to improve your relationships what's the next thing I could do you know like we just sometimes I just think we forget that we've made it so far that there's still more to go oh, if, we, sure. if we if we allow ourselves and I've loved seeing because of course we're still super good friends but because you live in Linda we just don't see each mm -hmm. other as often except on social media and I love like all the new pictures are you and Seth hiking and you and Seth like doing all these adventures yeah. and maybe you would have done a couple of them here and there, but it's more, um, of these that are a little bit maybe outside of people's comfort zones, mm -hmm. but things that you're now able to do, like let's go on a hike. You could totally do that right now yeah. when maybe last time you're like, well, I don't know if I can, or a shorter yeah. hike. Like you can really, the possibilities are yeah. open to you guys to have so many more adventures and yeah. things you want to do. Well, and I think too, like, I used to feel, people may not know this about me because I, I am, I've never been like shy, but there have been things that I didn't really want to do because I just worried like, would I look stupid doing that? Yeah. Would people look at me and be like, what is she doing? And kind of feeling like, oh, but she has a good personality, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I just really, I did. I held back from a lot of things. Like I actually just did a post about this. Like I never tried out for volleyball. I was too worried that I would look stupid. But now, I mean, like I just totally shot a gun. Like I went skeet shooting. That's something I've never done. And I, I know, I, I know for sure two years ago, I would have said no. Yeah. Just because I would have felt too afraid that I would do it wrong. And now it's like, who cares if I do it wrong? Like I'm just learning, yeah. you know? And I, I just think that that attitude adjustment has allowed me to do so many other things. And even when Seth is like, Hey, let's go do this run. It's about nine miles. And I'm like, I've never done nine miles before, but I'm like, what? Let's I've try done, it. I've done seven. Let's do it. Like I might have to walk for part of it, but I just, I don't say no as much as I yeah. used to. Yeah. So I, I just feel yes, excited. And I love that. I, I've realized like for training for rim to rim, like doing these big hikes, 
it's a lot in our head. Like mm-hmm. I can't do, I can't hike Mount Tippinogas. I can't yeah. hike a 16 mile hike. That seems so big and so far fetched yet while we were out there, like you just go slower or you take mm-hmm. a break or you, you, whatever it is. But I'm like, there's so many more things that we can go do. Our bodies can do mm-hmm. that. Our minds like, Oh girl, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like it's so much doubt yet. Our bodies are amazing that we can really do a lot of things out of our comfort zone or look silly or stupid, but we can still accomplish so much more than we really think we can. Yeah. When I was, so I did a triathlon, the, the Spudman try this summer and like, Maybe three weeks later, we were doing another triathlon that was an Olympic distance. So I just did the sprint distance for right. the Spunman Tri. So when I came to the run, um, and I wasn't doing it, like I wasn't doing the race hoping to get a certain time bracket or anything. I was just doing it with friends to have fun. So we ran up this big hill, and basically everyone was walking. It was a pretty steep hill to kind of get out of the golf course and onto the trail. So I walked up it, and I started running, and I was like, oh, I'm so beat. And so I just started walking. But then I was remembering, Mary, in three weeks, you are going to have to do double this distance. Oh, my gosh. So you are tired, but could you run? Could you? And in my mind, I was like, yeah, I could. And it was just like, it was one of my greater mind over matter moments where I was just like, yeah, I could. And then I just like ran the rest of the distance and, and finished it. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think I could do that. But just by asking myself that question, I was like, and I wasn't fast. And like, I was, you know, like I, I wished that I could have done it better, but I still did it. And I felt, was that your first, the the sprint, was that your first triathlon? No, I'd done three other triathlons, but several years before I, you know, I was like, kind of felt like I was training all over again for it. But that's but, awesome. That's yeah. amazing. Good. For, and then you did the Olympics. I've only done three sprint triathlons. So I've I, never done the long one. I didn't do a full Olympic. I just did. We did a, a relay. Oh, so, nice. Okay. So, but everybody that did the relay had to do an Olympic distance. So okay. then that time I only had to do the running, but it was a. Were you a runner before? No. In fact, I mean, I had some girls in this neighborhood had asked me to do a half a half marathon with them and I was like way out of my league but I did it and I felt I was like really proud of myself for training and doing that and then after that I was like guess I'm done with my running (laughs) (laughs) my running career is officially over (laughs) I feel good about that but then Seth started running and he's like I just really want you to be my running partner and he's running you know like 20 miles oh my gosh on a Saturday I'm like maybe I'll be your seven mile running partner (laughs) your your four mile running partner oh my gosh well I love that you guys have done this together and what's impact with your kids about mom and dad now being more fitness I think like they don't really want to do super active things with us (laughs) They're like, you guys, you guys go do the hike. We don't want to do that. So they don't love doing that part with us. But I did feel this moment of, of total joy um, when one of my kids had been away for a couple of weeks with cousins for the summer and came home and they were like, mom, I really missed your healthy meals. Like, wow. I was like, you did? They're like, yeah, I just started feeling so sick and was just wishing for like one of your really good meals. I was like, are you telling me? <laughs> Let me get this Are on you, paper. Oh, hold on. Can we push the record for a minute? I was like, you missed my cooking. The, the meals that you sometimes push around your plate. They were like, yeah, I, I really did. I'm really grateful for how you take care of us and help us to be healthy. And That's awesome. Yeah. So it's little by little. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe I'm one day sure I'll get them on that run. they will see. I mean, because there is a difference when 
when parents are, you know, a little heavy set or unhappy and they're like at home and not really, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm not talking about running a marathon, like even just like going out to the yeah. park or just throwing the ball with your kids or anything. I know that kids especially, you know, appreciate that yeah. when the parents are making more of an effort, which is harder when you're lonely or sad or heavy set and don't feel comfortable being outside. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that people tell me the most when they're considering, you know, using a health coach is they, they're not saying I'm so sad because I'm heavier. They're saying I feel uncomfortable, you know, like I just don't feel like myself. And I think that's a really important thing that we can tune into because we are who we are and there's so much that we can offer, but when we're not feeling well or feeling our best, what, what we feel like we're able to offer just can feel overwhelming, right? Because we just want to feel better. And if I can help people feel better, I don't even care if, like, I don't even care what their scale says. In fact, a lot of times I don't even ask them, like, what do you want your weight to be? Because most people don't even know, you know? They they just say, I just want to feel better. And right away, like, just getting better nutrition, working on their their healthy habits, they find it. And they're like, Amazed. I didn't even, they'll say things like, I didn't even know I could do these things. I didn't even know I could feel this good. I'm doing things I never even dreamed about doing or doing things that right. I always enjoyed when I was younger, but felt like I couldn't do, you know, 30 years later. Which and, I love. Yeah. I love that. And I, just yesterday I was talking with the health coach on my phone. Anyways, he called, was asking me all these health questions and he was like, well, how much weight do you want to lose? I'm like, I don't have a number. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to fit in my 12 size 12 jeans, but I'm like, I just want to like do these. I want to do X, yeah. Y, and Z. So I love when they don't focus on, yeah. I mean, it's great when you're like, I'm down 10 pounds. Yeah. Like that is great. Mm-hmm. Or like you and Seth, I think you guys said one time you and Seth, um, together lost, I forgot how much you had It was sold. like over a hundred pounds. Yeah, which I'm like, yes, yeah. you should scream that from the rooftops. That's <laughs> rad. But I'm like, it's not always about, I have to do 20 pounds and then I'll be yeah. happy. It's more about how you feel and yeah. that you're outside doing or whatever activities or whatever goal you have. Yeah. So how many people do you have under you? Like how many people are you coaching right now? Oh, well, it just varies because people like they'll kind of come and go throughout the program. But like right now I am helping about 30 people. That is so impressive. 30, 35. And then those people, you know, reach their goals and they transition and they help other people come on. So it's, it's just, like, it's kind it's of like fluid. a rotating door. Yes. Yeah. It's just fluid and it's oh really awesome. That is so great. Yeah. Now I do want to, cause obviously we're hiking that rim to rim and yeah. you guys have been hiking a ton. So we were going to hike big Baldy and you guys oh had hiked gosh. that like the week before. And I remember you guys saying how tough it was. So I'm like, Oh, I'll just, so my little group, I'm like, Oh, my friend, just, just hike this. Let me just get some tips. Yeah. So I remember messaging you and be like, okay, what are, what are the, what, <laughs> give us all the tips about hiking big Baldy. Do you remember what you said? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think Seth said it. Like, don't do it. That's the advice. Don't hike it. It's awful. So we end up hiking it anyways. We should have taken your advice. Worst hike on the planet. It is, it is the worst. I mean, it is it's beautiful. so hard. It's so it was, hard. It, I will say it's pretty. Yeah. I won't even say it's beautiful. It was so freaking hard. It was nonstop, straight up. And so I remember sitting at the top and we're like eating our sandwiches. I'm like, you guys remember Mary told us not to do this hike. And then I remember making a video. I'm like, 
when your friends tell you, give you advice, you better listen to your friends. It's so true. Do not go on this hike. So Big Baldy, it's like, <sighs> it sits right in front of Timpanogos. In fact, somebody had thought that, that, that like during an earthquake or something, that Big Baldy was actually on top of Timpanogos. Oh my gosh. And kind of, ooh. and had like oh. slid down. So from our backyard, so we kind of live up in the foothills of Linden. So you can't even see Timpanogos from where we are because Big Baldy is like obstructing the view. You have oh, to go, interesting. Okay. you have to go all the way down to State Street and then you're like, oh my gosh. T- amazing Timpanogos, beautiful Timpanogos, but Big Baldy is that big mountain that <sighs> is in front of it. So it looks like it's really close. I remember when we very first moved here and I was like, I'm just going to climb up that mountain. <laughs> and I totally got lost in the foothills. I was like freaking out. I didn't know how to get back oh, home. Shoot. And then I was asking people, like, tell me about Big Baldy. They're like, well, it's really hard. I was like, I bet I could do it. And then going up wasn't even so bad. It was coming down. Coming down I was thought, a killer. I thought my knees were going to, like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, my out. knees and even my toes. Yes. I'm like, thank goodness we had poles. because I, that, I didn't. That was, oh, did that, I tell you to take poles? Maybe I was like, take poles. Maybe, it was awful. Maybe you did. But I was like, that was a killer. Yeah. I just remember laughing going, oh, Mary. Her advice was... <laughs> All the scouts did it like a month later and they would ask Seth, they're like, could you come help yeah, us with no, it? And he was like, don't do, don't. there's so many beautiful hikes and so many like hard hikes. Don't yeah, do that one. Don't I mean, do that straight one. up and Skip then, it. yeah, I think it was just harder. hike Timp instead. Yeah, I got sick going up. I even threw up going up. Like I'm like, I've never gotten sick on it. I threw it and everyone's like, where are you? Okay. And then coming down, people were like getting, they were like, Oh, it was awful. Like oh my every gosh. single one of us. It was awful. It oh was my awful. gosh. So next time, Mary, any advice you give me, I am a hundred percent going to take it. <laughs> I'm going to listen and take it and do exactly <laughs> what you say to do. But we bring it up all the time. We're like, don't, don't, Mary don't said. listen. I mean, don't do that hike. Listen to Mary's advice. But that was, yes. I remember you and Seth, I don't like do too, it. I feel like too, when you looked on all trails, it was like, a beautiful seven mile round trip hike. And then I was like, by the it end, was like, it yeah. was like over 10. Yeah, it was over 10. It was much far. And I remember you going, it was kind of squirrely. And I'm like, how can it be? And then we we're like, wait a minute. It only took whatever, three and a half to get yeah, up. It was and, like then three, it and then it was like down. five to get down. I don't even know. It, it was, was exactly so disappointing. We were going down in my watch. I was like, okay, it was three and a half going up. We're almost at seven. And then it was like seven miles, eight miles, oh 9.8. I was like. And then the very <laughs> end, those big steps with yeah. the wooden beams. I'm like, who made this stupid hike? It was, All the swears for oh. Baldy. <laughs> and then you can see the cars and you're going down and you're like, son of a god. I know oh. I'm getting closer. Oh my gosh. Okay. Any other hikes in your future? What are you doing? You're well, supposed to come with us rim to rim. I know. We'll see if I still have that in my future because you guys are so fun. I oh. really want to do well, it. Well, that's what I'm like. It's like if I'm like, me and Scott are going to hike. Okay. Then this big group. We're I know. Gonna, I mean, it would be so gonna fun. We're going to have a little ghetto blaster of music and we're going to like 80s oh gosh, tunes. Like it's going to be so much fun. My, my sister-in-law just hiked it and she made a really good playlist she said that playlist is the only thing Ooh. that got me through the last I will need that playlist the last eight miles or ten Ugh. you know I mean it was it's really treacherous when you're at the end yeah. and you're just the end like, I heard is a killer well because you got you're like up yes. you know and yeah the last the three I heard are just switch back straight yeah. up and I'm like yeah maybe that's what she said Ooh, we got this three to five Ooh. so I really have been wanting to hike Tim in fact I saw you guys hike Tim and I was like dang it shoot I should have asked you to it's hike. okay I anyway 
It's so yeah, hard. That was have... cool. I, that was a really cool. That was beautiful. We yeah. saw we saw moose, we saw deer, and we saw like little rams at the very top. Yeah. Like it was, it's it was pretty awesome. crazy. That one's a hard hike too. I would love another chance at Olympus. Seth and I did Olympus, but he got really sick. He got like altitude sickness on yeah. it. Yeah, and that's what someone so, did on the way down to Baldy. Got altitude yeah. sickness. So we only went to like the the saddle, not up to the okay. very top of it. So I'd like another chance to do that. So I was thinking, do I still have time to hike Timp? But there's already snow on top. Oh, well, we hiked yesterday. Walking through, it was frost, but it was still like it you was, did tip yesterday. No, no, we did. We did um, the crest yesterday. So we started in Big Cottonwood and hiked all the way across the crest down to Mill Creek Canyon. Oh. And it was yeah, it was like fifties. It was low fifties. Yeah. No, it was like forties. And then yeah, there was frost the whole first half of the hike. Anyways, it was beautiful. So I feel like you still have a few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks to to go up in the mountains to, to up, hike. But oh my gosh. Okay, so for. For your fitness, for your life, what is what is what is the next thing for that? Are, are you planning on reaching out to more people? Yeah, what are you planning I really, on doing? I really hope um, to grow, to just help people, to just say like, we we were talking with some, some other coaches. It's like there are over a million physicians, right? That are out there practicing medicine, which is amazing. We're so lucky that we have access to all of these people who who can help us, but. There are so many times when their hands are tied, right? Like they can't, and especially during COVID. I mean, what? there's so many things that we can't really do because hospitals are full, right. surgeries can't happen. Um, but there's so many things that physicians have to help us, help us with that are weight-related illnesses, cancers and diabetes and issues with so many aspects of our health. And so if we can just really help people on the front end of that. That's something that I've always been interested in. Even before I became a health coach, I, I really loved um, working with youth. I worked in a treatment center for a long time and thought, oh, maybe it would be good to be like a social worker or maybe, you know, like a therapist. And I just, after working with people that were already like so far in with just feeling awful or struggling with mental illness or different disorders, thinking, what would it be like if we could have so many people on the front end of this, on the prevention side yeah. of this? I felt really strongly about that and so really focused my study and stuff. And then different things happened in life that I wasn't able to pursue. I was thinking, wouldn't that be amazing to be like a school counselor, you know, just like help kids know of what they're capable of, know their value, know how much there is that they can give, you know, before things get really hard. Now that I have teenagers, I realize that front end is really young. Yes. <laughs> that prevention is, starts really early, but I feel like there is that same aspect of being a health coach. Like I felt personally, like I have diabetes in my family, I have heart disease in my family, and I was just like heading down that road. That is where I was heading to if I didn't take things into, into my control. And so that was a really big reason for me to get healthy. I didn't want to be dealing with that. Right. And so that's my goal. Like, how can I help people, you know, avoid knee surgeries or avoid, um, you know, exhaustion that can come from autoimmune disorders if they're, if they're not treated or, you know, helping them avoid medications. Yeah, I was going to say, medication is like a huge thing where they're just on it. Yeah. Like it's a Band-Aid. Yeah, it is. And that's what, 
that's what physicians like their hands get tied to. That's all that they can do as well. So yeah. let's help each other. Let's see this as a whole health. Let's help people feel their very best. Well, and I love that that's the aspect of you being a coach because like training for this hike, like it's so much easier to like have all these friends be like, Oh, did you go, did you do that? Like have yeah. accountability with yeah. people that are, you got to make sure you're working out to get your miles in to prepare for this. And it helps so much to have that coach too. So you're not totally alone and like yeah. trying to do all these things that you don't know how to do obviously because you're heavy set and yeah. unhappy that you have a coach that's someone that you can rely on that not only you've been through it that now you can like be by their side and to support them so there's this really great um analogy it just reminded me of what you had said so if you were going to go on a big hike with your friend and neither of you had done it before um would you say to your friend well we've never done it before, but we have to know how hard it is. So I'll just go up, I'll do the hike by myself, and then I'll come down, and then I can help you with it. Your friend would be like, let's just do it together, right? right? <laughs> you do it together. You might not have it all figured out. One of you might be more experienced than the other, but you're working on it together. You're figuring it out together. And that was kind of my motivation too. Like I knew I needed accountability. I knew that if I just did this by myself, I would just roll back into my old habits. I needed several layers of accountability. That's just <laughs> who I am. I needed people checking up on me. I needed to be checking up on people. And so that was like me. I didn't, I wasn't at my ideal weight. I hadn't done so many things, but I have a heart to help people. And I would never just go do a hike by myself because I worried about how someone else might be able to handle it. I mean, even if we only made it halfway up the mountain, we had done that together and yeah. we had learned together. And then maybe we make it all the way up to the rest. <laughs> the, later, you know, maybe we, we do better again the yes. second time or the third time or the fourth time. I mean, that's what people need. They don't need perfection. They need someone who cares about them. Yes. They need support. Yeah. And no, I we love get, that. We I love that. that. It's still a huge accomplishment just to get to that middle of the hike and not even like, do you just do it together? And yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. That is so great. So my last question for you, Mary, is what is something that you're thirsting for or thirsting after? I, that's such a good question. I really am just thirsting after... I always thirst after knowledge. I really do. I'm that person that's reading all the books and wanting to improve myself. But I, I feel like the thing that I, I find myself gravitating to the most is that people know how much I care, that people know how much they are loved, that people know that no matter what, there are people, including myself, that... I just want, I want to be there. I want to support them, whatever those goals are. And um, if that, I just think there's so much, I guess I'm just mostly interested in growth. Like I want to, I always want to see improvement. And so I think that that is really where I put a lot of my attention, no matter what it is, if it's with my kids, if it's with my business, if it's with my health, if it's with anything that I know I want to do better at, I just I really am always seeking that. I don't like to stay still because I feel really kind of anxious and stressed about that. I, I, I know that there are always ways that I can be improving and I know that for other people too. So when I meet resistance anywhere in my life from people, I just think maybe they're just not ready to grow yet, but that they have that inside of them. And if that's something that I can show that I'm, that's what I'm eager to do for other people. So anyway, I hope that makes sense. 